Welcome to They Watch at Night, a spooky, scary skeleton podcast where we're auctioning off a golden fiddle I won from a stranger. I'm Joe. I'm still trying to process the golden fiddle thing. Is that a Charlie Daniel? See, ah! All right, he, he yeah, got yeah. it. He got okay. it. Well, I'm like, that's where my mind went. I was just wanting to make sure that yeah. was what it was. He got it. That's, yeah. That's all that matters. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I came up with like three devil ones for, for what we were doing. Yeah. No. No, that was fine. Well, we're, uh, we'll save them. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Tyler. And I'm Ben. And this is They Watch at Night. Uh, our official second episode. Or no, I have to edit the other one. <laughs> uh, so this would be our third. If it, third, yeah, well, second We're, or third. Uh, you know, the, the devils of the details. We don't know what episode this is. <laughs> man, it's gonna get so good that you're gonna just—they're gonna run together because you're just gonna be flipping through them one by one. <laughs> we hope at least. Oh, we know at least. My knuckles are bleeding. So I don't know why. <laughs> God, that is. Concerning. That is spooky. Yeah, this one knuckle, not all of them. Hmm. It's okay. Joe? Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we're we're changing up the format a little bit. Uh, for the first episode, we did three stories, and instead we're going to do one. And uh, it's actually homemade by our own Tyler. Um, and Ben. Huh? And Ben. Ben's story is homemade. Yeah, but I thought we were just doing yours this time. Oh, sorry. I gotta have <laughs> <laughs> um, Fast and loose. Fast, fast times loose. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Hell yeah. Um, but we're going to be doing okay. Tyler's, Tyler's story today. Uh, and our, th- our theme is demons and devils. Sorry. No, he, <laughs> he asked me, am I reading mine? I told him I think you're reading it afterwards. Because guys can't whisper. I can hear it in the in the playback. <laughs> you guys going to whisper. And like, <laughs> <laughs> um, asked or uh, Ben, did you want to? Did you want to go first? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'm fine either way. Uh, I can go. I don't care. You have the longest story here, so yeah. we'll see. <clears throat> it's only eight pages. We'll see. Yeah. Listen. All right. So I've got like four paragraphs. You got eight. You got a <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King novel over there. Okay. First off, it would be eight thousand if it was a Stephen King novel. They're not that long. I'm pretty they, sure it was pretty fucking long. They are pretty long. I don't think it was 8,000, but it was long. He writes so flowery. I couldn't even get into the Dark Tower because it was just like the first fucking three paragraphs is how nice this man's gun looks. Mm. I wonder if it was a metaphor. Yeah, it could Probably. have been. Maybe. Oh, this is like horror, Jason. I watched Cats last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that... Dude, that's not horror, Jason. That is straight up horror. I I God. I tell you what, man. I I'm gonna be honest. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like. I sat down with no expectations, and not only was I impressed, but I just genuinely came away with it with like new understanding of what we're meant to do with life. God, that's... <laughs> That's really deep because no. I, 
I haven't seen the whole movie, but I've seen enough clips to put it together. And the dancing cockroaches really took me out. Listen, like I, I genuinely was. I don't know like, how you tell the story without them. So it, it was. <laughs> it's cats. It's it's not a story. It's just people no, acting like cats. I mean, like I had never like actually looked into what cats was about. I didn't even know the songs that came from cats. But like, apparently, I think it's cult based. Oh, 100%. I'm like, I, I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just about a cat's life in the alley. But no, apparently, there's like this whole like hierarchy like d- decided by this chief old cat. <laughs> and that one they she chooses gets sacrificed to the higher gods. What I don't know. Fuck? Yeah. Believe it or not, not 45 minutes ago, I got invited to go see a live performance of cats it's coming to the tanger center yeah yeah, my, yeah. My, you, you gotta be careful because like if you get up on stage you're just part of the performance that's, i'm afraid if i get on that's that a stage, that's 100 percent accurate what they pull people on stage 100 percent. i don't think I that's true afraid that if i get pulled on that i would just never like, go back home it's <laughs> just like i could see like you trip and fall on the stage and the cats are just like meow meow <laughs> they start like grabbing you pulling you back and you're like no and then just like five minutes later you see yourself dancing just, oh i'm i'm meowskers <laughs> so anyway yeah. this story um i wrote it in 24 hours and I didn't intend on writing a like personal story. That, or not personal story, but my own story. <laughs> this did not happen to me. Yeah, but I did not make deals with demons and devils. Hmm? I did not. Um, I didn't intend to do it, but then I I got an idea for a demonic story, so I just ran with it. And it is wrong. <laughs> So, I will go ahead and begin. Good God. <laughs> I'm going to ask an obvious question. Have you ever thought about what happens when we die? No matter what religion or non-religion you attribute your life goals to, we all die, but we all die a little differently. I personally have always subscribed to the Christian ways of thinking and never had a lot of choice in the matter because my grandpa was our local pastor at our church and the first memory I have is of watching him sing with the church choir. Every day of my life, I was bombarded with crosses, Bibles, and pictures of Jesus. I never had a chance to even conceive the idea that we didn't go to either heaven or hell. That was until this week. My grandpa, who I call Papa, passed away. We had seen it coming, and he had retired and gotten sick over the last couple of years. And it gotten so bad that him and Mama moved in with me and Mom. We didn't have a big house, just one bathroom, three bedrooms, a living room, and a kitchen. But it was enough to keep us all alive. But I know it aged my mom 20 years having to deal with the constant care of him. And now the same thing going on with Mama. No, you're fine. Just give me a warning. That way I can uh, stop talking and then he can edit it. Instead of like the just hearing you cough in the background of me talking. <laughs> Sorry. Should I should I reread that last paragraph? Probably. Probably. I mean, yeah, if you want. Okay. My grandpa, who I call Papa, passed away. We had seen it come in. He had retired and gotten sick over the last couple of years, and it had gotten so bad that him and Momo moved in with me and Mom. We didn't have a big house; just one bathroom, three bedrooms, a living room, and a kitchen but it was enough to keep us all alive. 
but I know that it aged my mom 20 years having to deal with the constant care, and now she's doing the same with my mama. Immediately after Papa passed, Mama started getting sick, and now it's to the point where we're not sure how long she has either. It has me thinking that dying of a broken heart is a real thing. In the middle, it is the middle of summer, so I have been alone in the house with Mama during the days. She sleeps through most of the days, and outside of the occasional help to the bathroom and a little Debbie snack sneak, she doesn't bother me. But when the week started, I thought she was leaving little messes for me to clean up. There would be empty cups of water sitting on the floor upside down, constantly throwing her Bible off the nightstand, and most annoyingly, I would hear scratches through the walls of her room. And my room sat adjacent to hers, and the heads of our beds were against the same wall. It then evolved into things that were less believable out of a frail old woman on her deathbed. Furniture would be moved in the kitchen and living room. Chairs, tables, and pictures would be out of place. I knew at that point it was impossible Mama was doing this. Someone was in my home, moving our stuff. I went into my room freaking out, possibly on the verge of a panic attack, when I looked into a mirror and plain as the day, my papa was standing there behind me in the doorway. I felt my skin jump without the rest of my body as my eyes and brain attempted to get on the same page regarding what I was seeing. No matter how many times I blinked, he was still there, standing, watching me, and had this look on his face that I never saw before. It was like a fearful smile, his curved lips pressed tightly to his face. Papa, I said, before blinking one last time before he disappeared. The weird sounds and movements around the house. It was starting to all make sense. He was trying to communicate to me. When my mom got home that day, I told her everything. The moving objects, scratching, seeing him in the mirror. Her response, baby, are you okay? Was the first thing out of her mouth. Grief can cause us to go through many different emotions and all of that can manifest into unexplainable things, she followed. I told her I'm not seeing or hearing things because I physically had to move furniture back into place. Take a video of something next time it happens so I can see, she said. And tomorrow will you clean out this fridge? I think we've got some bad meat in here. She ended the conversation like that before heading off to the shower. Taking a video would be great, but I never saw any of the stuff actually happen, just the aftermath. It would look like my crazy ass moved furniture and then started recording. I went to Google and typed... How to Catch a Ghost in the Act. <laughs> Didn't know what would pop up. Saw a few Reddit boards spewing nonsensical advice and some amateur articles speaking on theories, but nothing that actually would help me. That was until I saw one of my suggested ads. It was for a local ghost hunting duo who will come to your house for free and investigate. I promise I'm not an idiot. I know how dangerous that sounds. But upon further digging, I found out one of the guys was my friend's older brother. I've met him before. He's nice, a little off, but not in a sneak into your home and steal all your stuff kind of way. <laughs> I texted him, and his name was Jordan, and asked if he could come by tomorrow while Mom was out. He said it'd be no problem that he'd be by around 10. That night, it was difficult to sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I kept expecting to open them and see his face, but I didn't. But every now and then, I'd hear these soft scratches coming from behind my wall, very light almost calming, like someone was trying to soothe me to sleep. The next morning when Jordan and his partner Brady came by, they had a duffel bag full of equipment. 
They called them a litany of different names, like an EMF, motion detectors, and even some cat toys for some reason. I didn't really ask too many questions until he pulled out a big machine that almost looked like a portable stovetop that I had to ask about. Jordan called it a spectral manifester. I was an, it was an invention of his own that he claimed helped give energy to spirits that would allow them to interact and potentially physically manifest depending on their proclivity for the machine. How does it work, I asked. With a blank stare and a twinge of anxiety in his voice, he semi-screamed, It's patent pending. (laughs) (laughs) He adjusted himself before continuing. I don't feel safe discussing it with the public until the patent is official. I made a mental note not to ask about that again. (laughs) Smart man. He plugged the machine into the wall and sat it on the kitchen table. As it charges energy, we should be able to start to see more activity as we move around the house, is what Jordan said. Jordan pulled out a notebook, and Barry put on a pair of headphones hooked to a small little tape recorder-looking device and a microphone. They began to walk around the house. Jordan began his line of questioning. Is there anyone here with us? They waited two minutes. No response. If there is someone here, can you make a noise? A minute passed, and we heard a sound coming from Mumal's room. It sounded like someone had picked up a glass of water and sat it back down. When we went to investigate, Mumal was lying in bed, motionless. Breathing, but motionless, as usual. Jordan entered the room. You said you think it's your grandfather, right? He asked me. I said yes, we call him Papal. Jordan turned his attention to Mumal's bed. Is this your wife? There was no response. Jordan went and sat on the foot of Momo's bed. Was this where you slept while you were here on Earth? Moments passed, and suddenly Barry winced and went to take off his headphones very quickly. I don't know what it is, but I got this loud screech and now it's a low mumble, he said, as he unhooked the headphones and allowed the sound into the open air. The little device instantly came to life with this odd moaning sound. Like when you try to talk underwater and all you hear is echoey gurgles. It sounded like someone talking, but it's not at all recognizable. It was accompanied by a putrid, rancid meat smell that my mom talked about yesterday. While the device was still moaning, a voice suddenly shot through the moans to be heard for a second. Ella, my mom's name. The voice was familiar. It was Papal's. But as clear as it came through, it was quickly gone and back to a gurgled moaning. Jordan and Barry looked at each other in epic excitement at the sound bite they had just captured. But suddenly, I felt a hand grab me around my wrist and pull me down towards the bed. Momo had awoken and her eyes were as wide as dinner plates. And somehow, her grip was powerful. It was always here, she said, her voice raspy from days without use. Carl was. Her voice trailed off and her voice began to become disjointed. Here, always, Carl protect. Her grip began to loosen as she sunk back down fully into the indention she had made in the bed. Parasite was the last word she said. Who's Carl? Jordan asked. It was my papa's name, I replied. Maybe we should get out of here, I suggested, and without any disagreement, Jordan and Barry quickened their pace out of the room. The gurgle moaning began to fade on the device. 
Where did you say you saw your grandfather standing, Jordan asked. I escorted them into my room and showed them my mirror and explained that I will hear scratching coming from Mama's room at night as well. Jordan looked around the room and into the mirror. Have you ever attempted to talk to your grandfather? He asked. No, that's why I brought you guys in, I replied. Jordan shook his head in understanding, but his demeanor seemed off, or at least more off than it was when he first walked in. He approached the mirror again. Did you show yourself in the mirror, Carl? He asked. A few moments passed, and a staticky yes came across the machine. We all three looked at each other in astonishment. It was the first time we had gotten a direct response. Is that your wife's room? Again, a few moments passed, and again, a staticky yes echoed over the device. Were you a pastor while you were alive? Jordan asked, but this time no answer came. Being a godly man means you must have read the Bible. Did you read the Bible, Carl? Again, no answer. Jordan's mannerisms weren't awestruck anymore. They seemed to shift into being more anxious. I think the Jesus questions are a wash man, Barry said. Did you have a daughter? Barry then asked. The device came to life again. Yes, it responded. Did you like to play games with her? The device took longer, but it did respond. Lava floor. I gasped and shocked both the men. I explained that the floor is lava game was one me and my grandfather always used to play, and it was the fondest memories I had of him. Holy shit, this is the best evidence we've ever recorded. This is the type of shit you get your own travel channel show off of, Barry said, practically jumping for joy. Why don't we go in the living room and start to play, he suggested. I was excited at this point because it was clear this is my football and this could be my last chance to have any interaction with him. Jordan, however, still seemed more nervous than excited, but he followed both of us into the living room. I got up on the coffee table, Barry got onto the couch, and Jordan got onto the recliner. All right, Carl, do you want us to play Floor is Lava? The response was immediate. Yes. There was no pause, no waiting. The device instantly said yes with almost an eagerness. Barry was like a little kid at this point jumping back and forth from the couch to the coffee table beside me. He looked over at a chair in the corner of the room that it was at a jumpable distance. It was going to be tough, but he could make it. Barry swung his arms, building momentum, and leaped towards the chair. It looked like he might actually do it, but as his feet approached the seat of the chair, it moved to the right on its own, completely out of the way. Barry hit his knees first against the wall, where the chair stood, and he fell to the floor. I don't think my brain had quite comprehended what I had seen yet, because instead of asking how the hell did the chair move on its own, I asked Barry, are you okay? He laid on his back for a moment before slowly gathering himself and standing up. Yeah, I'm fine. His words stopped. His eyes widened, and his knees buckled as he collapsed to the floor, screaming a wild howl. It was a sound I would expect a man trapped in a burning building to make, piercing and hard to stomach. My legs, my fucking legs are on fire. I can't feel them. I don't know what. Before Barry could finish, the chair lifted straight into the air, like on a tethered wire, and meticulously 
exploded itself over top of Barry, who was beating at his legs, attempting to shoo away whatever burning sensation he was feeling. The chair dropped harshly on top of him, pinning his torso between his legs. Barry's face was red, and sweat began to flood down his body. His screaming never stopped, not until the chair began to twitch. Once, then twice, but on the third time. The chair did a complete 180 rotation with Barry stuck between its legs. His body contorted into an unnatural form of an L as his screams were instantly silenced, only to be carried on by me and Jordan. Shit, fuck, hell, God, and many more words were yelled. The sight of watching a man turn into a fucking boomerang before my eyes triggered me into an inconsolable husk. I felt weightless. I felt chaotic. I didn't know what to do or where to go. Like my brain was on standby. Somewhere during my breakdown, Jordan must have composed himself enough to hold a conversation. No, 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 no. God, no. This was never your fucking grandpa. I should have stopped as soon as I smelled the rancid meat, he said, holding his head, attempting to keep himself focused and alert. I heard him, but I was beyond caring what he had to say. This isn't your papa. This is a fucking demon, and it plagued you. I rolled into a ball, trying to make myself as small as possible, trying to gain any kind of security I could. I didn't see a way out, a way to live, a fate that's the same as Barry awaited me, I was sure. Between my screaming, Jordan's yelling, and the god-awful moaning bleeding through the device, I felt like I was in the middle of a maddening hurricane, but in a moment lost, all sound stopped, like I had reached the eye of the storm. B. B. A soft voice whispered through the device. Jordan and I couldn't help but pause our screams. B. Be on! <laughs> Jesus. Maybe try that again. <laughs> no, I think that's good. We on! I thought blow up. Like, we have four people that listen to this. I know. <laughs> I have four complaints. Excuse me, I'm deaf now. <laughs> <laughs> be gone the whisper turned into a yell and with it the house began to shake along to the sound of a bewildered roar the boom of what i can only describe as a lion and a hyena fighting to their fucking deaths began to thunder through the house shaking and breaking furniture her me both of i heard from the device it was disjointed it was it, it wasn't together leave then came the roar, began to shake again. Fuck that stuff. <sighs> Leave was said on the device. <laughs> then came the the roar and again, and it began to shake the house. It's now that I decided to lift my head and add to the mix of horror and shock. I once again saw Pawpaw standing in front of me, but this time he was not looking at me. Instead, his eyes were fixed on something I couldn't see with mine, but I felt its presence, a putrid darkness that made me feel empty the longer I looked. Their presence was palpable, and I could see him crystal clear. It had to be Jordan's machine feeding them energy. Just when I started to realize I was, wasn't hallucinating, Momo came levitating into the room. <laughs> it's like as I read it, I'm realizing how ridiculous it is. It's just funny because all I can see is like 
Oh, <laughs> yes. she's like got her arms out, just like humming. Yes, I don't know. Why. I just pictured an old lady like going up for a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> there she I... is from half court, levitating. <laughs> she's about to take it to the Satan. I was thinking, <laughs> and Mama came walking into the room like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Mama! <laughs> and just everything's flying around the room. <laughs> she was awake and struggling as something had her by the throat. She just hung there midair. Coming from the device, her and I, and then be gone, Hellspawn. I heard it much more uniformly, and the voice was undeniably my Papa's. I saw Jordan go running past me. I've got to shut off the machine, he yelled as he rushed for the kitchen. But before he could, the demon flung him across the room into the kitchen with what looked like the flick of its wrist. And I really wanted to call it like a bitch slap. <laughs> In my head, that's what I pictured it as. <laughs> Papa turned to me. It's going to be okay, he said, through the device. His lips weren't moving, but his eyes were glowing, and he smiled wider than I'd ever seen him. We're going to be okay, he said reassuringly. I heard Mama begin to croak as she was still suspended. We love you, she muttered as the last breath got out. I watched as her neck snapped and her body fell to the floor. Oh God, I yelled and cried as I watched her limp body thud to the ground. I looked in the empty space where I felt the darkness stare at me. I wanted to die and I pondered the question, for a split second, I asked in the beginning, what happens where we die, and where am I about to go? But the weight of the air began to lift. A pressure I hadn't noticed before was fading, but I still knew it was there. A glowing persona rose from my mama's lifeless corpse. She had risen and went to hold my papa's hand. Their spirits began fading away as they looked into each other's eyes. Jordan had woken up and pulled the plug on his machine. The spirits and the demons present, I no longer saw or felt them. Months later, we found some of Papa's journals. He had been dealing with this demon since he was a teenager. He never said how, why, or even when it started happening, but it has always been here. To be honest, I have no idea what the true story of how this started haunting my grandfather. Six months later, and there have been no scratches, moving of furniture, or even a weird sound. But I want to ask again, what do you think happens when we die? You'd think my answer would probably be obvious at this point, but I ain't never read any shit like this in the Bible. <laughs> Gotta end on like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as I was reading it, I realized how ridiculous it was. <laughs> All I can imagine is like you're you're holding a Bible, you got a really stern look. I ain't ever read any shit like this. Like in my head, I, I wanted it like it was Vin Diesel. Yeah, like Sylvester Stallone, Vin Diesel. Like, <laughs> like Vin Diesel starring in Jesus. <laughs> I ain't never read shit like this in the Bible. I I ain't got demons. I got family. <laughs> but thoughts, opinions, questions, probably a lot. Definitely. Well, number one, 
Not a true story, right? You didn't, you didn't like fight a devil, right? No. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I've also never seen a spectral manifest here. No. Um, uh, I liked it a lot more than the Goatman one. Goatman was not great. This actually has like, <laughs> like really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you can be honest. No, I'm. I am being honest. Like uh, I think that. Uh, He's stumbling all over himself. He's lying. I know he is. I'm not lying. I do like it. It's it's there are there are flaws. I know there are flaws. It's again wrote it in 24 hours. Yeah, I mean you could probably crunch some of it. (laughs) That's a quote. (laughs) But uh, I I really enjoyed it. I I, I liked it. Any questions? Queries? Um, Your mama still alive? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, I remember I had uh, whenever I was really young, back whenever I first started like liking the idea of writing, I came up with this idea that I thought was so just clever. Like, oh, I want to write a story about a house that's haunted, and you think it's a bad ghost, but it turns out it's your grandpa. Whoa! <laughs> and like, I could never like think of an actual story to form around that premise. So then I just kind of was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to. Recycle that premise in a different way. Nice. Okay. Ben, any questions? Yeah, I said stuff. Ben's over there being nice. Yeah, Ben's just judging silently. (laughs) That's what I do there. Yeah, it's true. uh, I am the silent type of the three of us. Yeah. But that's okay. You still love me for it. A hundred percent. I love both of you. What was that? I just... Gas? Well, I mean, gas. (laughs) You're not gonna give me any thoughts. You're not gonna say a fucking word. Yeah, this, no, I like this, this Fuck is you, man. Audio medium. You I would, man. You guys, we've got. You've got to talk. You've got to bring I, discussions. I said I liked it. That's all I, you said. I I enjoy your storytelling. I thought nobody I nobody wants to ask any fucking questions about that. I asked if your mama was alive. That's not an actual question. That's a legitimate question. Um, no, I really liked it. Your pacing was good. I enjoyed the uh, the premise of like. I th- I think the only thing you probably could have done differently is maybe have something a little bit more concrete that your father your not your father um your grandpa was like actively battling this deal like maybe maybe like open up the closet and if you want to go Vin Diesel style it's like a a large cross well, inside of it yes <laughs> he like you just go out into the back I pull off the cover of his sixty yeah. nine Ford Mustang. <laughs> And in the trunk, what are you gonna I find this? holy water. <laughs> holy water. Holy houses. badass water. <laughs> a grenade in there. <laughs> no, I had thought about um, in the future, later on, if we ever do another like demonic one, I might just write a prequel to this where I tell the story. But I got to think of what the story is. <laughs> well, clearly, this, this ain't... This ain't no MCU where I got this shit playing out 20 years in advance. Well, clearly your papa was a wandering priest that upset a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I also, like, I realized after I wrote it, but it was too late for me to do any research. I guess, like, priests that fight demons is more Catholicism yeah. than Christianity. So, uh, typo. Yeah. <laughs> We're Catholic. <laughs> ben, do you really not have anything to say? No, I said I enjoyed it. I that kind of stuff. Jesus. 
You're not gonna let me finish. Fine, <laughs> fine. I apologize. I apologize. That kind of stuff really bothers me. I I love horror movies and paranormal stuff, but when it comes to any kind of demonic shit, I don't. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I don't enjoy it. I I will listen to it, but. If you guys talk about, hey, let's go to this place that's apparently haunted by a demon, y'all can go on your own. Because I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, I got, I got no fear of demons. They, I'm, I'm gonna bother the shit out of them. They better be scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I got that intelligence level that uh, demons can really fuck with. They'll, they'll just do stuff, and I'll be like, oh man, that's my bad luck. And just well, keep on going. The worst part about you is you could literally have a demon and an angel fight in front of you, and you'll still say, hmm, God ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would do that. Yeah. <laughs> You'd come up with some theory. Oh, wow, these are some pretty cool cosplayers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what convention's in town. <laughs> God. This Raleigh Supercon. <laughs> yeah. Godcon 2024. <laughs> God, Con. I'm sure that's a thing. We're that's got to be a thing. Where all the furries are cast to the corner of the, of the warehouse. <laughs> Sorry, uh, furry community. We, we love you. We love you. No, we love. I, I don't know anything about I res- Yeah, I, I don't know. Are, is the furry community like a problematic community? Uh, technically, yes. Technically, no. So, on one hand, general furries. Really sweet people. They're essentially uh, like every furry is essentially a personal mascot for that person. Mm-hmm. It's a representation of themselves, and obviously there's different things. Um, however, it has been widely associated with a sex thing. Yeah, because you know, gifting is a thing. Um, huh. Gifting. Gifting. You mean like making a meme? No. Uh, <laughs> Megameme.com. I, I don't know if I should leave this in the podcast. It's, <laughs> Maybe uh, not. Why, why not? It's good banter. Y i f f i n g. It's like it's essentially having sex in a furry suit, like pretending you're that kind of animal, sort of thing. But I personally respect the furry community as as an artist because, like, if you're if you ever hit hard times and you really need some money, like furry community comes through. Like you go like, hey, I'll draw I'll draw your fursona. Or whatnot, oodles and oodles of cash. Bro, I got feet on me. I'm about to do it. <laughs> not I mean, furry not, feet. I mean, maybe not furry feet, but you know, I could I could sell five dollars a pair online, I guess. But. So this is what my question is all led up to. <laughs> what would your furry persona be? Um, from each of you, demons and devils to personas. Yes, I think that's a pretty solid, seamless transition. <laughs> I mean, if I had to, if I had to take one, I'd probably go with. That's very clever. (laughs) It makes me think you didn't just think of it. Well, so in fairness, I did not. In in fairness to Ben, I asked I asked y'all to come up with representations of yourselves because I wanted to draw like. I want, oh yeah! I wanted because you chose Mothman with a uh, a jersey with a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm starting to think that trip from Texas to where did you say Oregon? Yeah, I'm starting to think that Texas to Oregon trip ain't fake. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and Ben had a, a crow, a, fa- a fancy corvid, uh, a crow with a, a nice suit, and I. I couldn't fucking pick one. 
I I went through a couple that were just like, oh, it's just a guy with horns. They're like, I wanted to do like something obscure, like cube head or some <laughs> shit. It was gonna look so good. It was gonna be a cube full of eyes, and it was gonna be looking and like they'd have you, me, and, and it's just ah, I got really upset with myself for it. But mm. if I had to go with something, I'd probably pick a boar. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this took such a turn from where <laughs> I thought we were going to go. Well, you know, that's what we do. We keep you on your toes. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That scared the shit out of me. Someone could be listening and driving. That person's dead now. We take no responsibility for any actions caused buy the podcast on the outside world um if you car- crash your car that's on you not us yeah and we don't give a fuck i don't know about that <laughs> going really intense here maybe maybe tyler are you are you possessed i don't know man <laughs> yeah um yeah i, mean, I think that that will wrap up my episode yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm very happy. <laughs> I think this was gold. All right, take out me asking that. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's all good. Listen, I think we've already broke the mirror. So uh, this has been uh, our episode. <laughs> I don't know. This has really thrown me. Uh, um, this is I, this has been furry forecast. <laughs> I'm I'm Joe. I'm Tyler. I'm good. And this has been They Watch It Man. <laughs>